the dawn from Ruby and Lottie woke to hear them chatting. Will you two shut your fucking gobs? It's still night time, she hissed. Maria had arrived at the convent just a year ago, a refugee from poverty and an alcoholic father. She was not one of the storm orphans, as they had become known in Belmullet. She had been delivered to the door of the convent by a priest. He had declared her to be at severe risk of temptation and sin. In just the year since her arrival, Maria provided Ruby and Lottie with more of an education than any of the nuns, and they were both in awe of her. We need to be up and sharp today anyway, Maria, Lottie yawned, stretching her arms up wide as the light from a weak and watery sun slipped into the dorm through the skylight. When I was polished in the Reverend Mother's study yesterday, I heard her say on the phone, there are three housekeepers visiting today to interview girls. And I know we three are on the list because I heard the Reverend Mother say so. One of the housekeepers is from a big castle. But Jesus, don't ask me to name. I just heard the word castle. Lottie didn't mention that she had also heard the Reverend Mother say she would be glad of the chance to rid herself of Ruby. She broke our beloved Father Michael's vase. She has a devil in her, that one, so she does. I would gladly pay a housekeeper to take her. Ruby had already been looked over by at least half a dozen prospective housekeepers, but none had taken her, much to the annoyance of the Reverend Mother. "'Tis the set of your jaw and the boldness in your face,' Sister Frances had whispered to Ruby. I don't want you to go, Ruby, but you can't stay here for the rest of your life. Being in service will be one way to step into the big world. Who knows what opportunities will be waiting out there for you? Ruby looked coldly at Sister Frances when she said this. Somewhere deep inside, Ruby knew that the set of her jaw and the defiance in her face was all that set her apart from the other orphans in the convent. The girls did everything together, woke, slept, ate, prayed, learned and cleaned, and then learned some more, a routine in harmony with the ringing of the bells. Although the best scholar in the convent and a pride to Sister Frances, Ruby was not quite so good at keeping her own temper in check, and she was as stubborn as a mule. You were too lenient on her when she couldn't speak, Reverend Mother often said to Sister Frances. You've spared the rod and have spoilt the child. In her first year, Ruby often overheard such conversations. There was a general assumption that if she couldn't speak, she couldn't hear either. This had enabled her to live inside her own head with her memories of the days before the storm, recalling not just fragments of time in the past, but sounds, smells and feelings. She could remember, word for word, conversations with her mother, smell the smoke from the crackling fire and feel the wind rush in through the door as her da and her brother returned from a day's fishing. She could hear the soft crackling from the gently yielding straw mattress as she lay down in front of the dying embers of the peat fire, and she could still recall the silver shimmer of the sea on a sunny morning and how her eyes hurt from the glare. Her memories always took her to the final week. The greyness of the eerie haze inside the cottage that came from the thick snow which covered both windows. Scraping the black 
cast iron pan to scratch out the last frozen spoon of the broth her mother had made before she became so ill. She had lain down on her own straw mattress. For just a minute, Ruby. And never got up again. The conversations she had with Eamon, her brother, but most of all, their fateful last words came back vividly to her. Shall we up onto the turf and cut some to bring back down? Eamon had whispered as she huddled next to him for warmth on the mattress between their parents. Can we go without Daddy? she asked. They were never allowed near the cliff edge alone. We have to. Daddy won't answer me. He's so cold. We have to get the fire going, Ruby. Her brother began to cough again. The phlegm bubbled in his chest and his eyes burnt bright with a fever. Don't worry.